Hello and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm glad to have all of our all of our normal normal friends and family uh, joining us back for another episode. And any uh, a new or or relatively new uh, viewers to our channel, uh, please do the like, subscribe, um, and, and and add content to our to our uh, channel going forward. Um, as of today, uh, I know we're both excited. I'm here with my long, long friend, um, Mike Bodum. How are you doing today, Mike? Great. My Jaguars won. Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Get, get one win in for the season. <laughs> Hopefully my 49ers will have a, have a relatively decent day today as well. Um, it's so good to have multiple sports back back on the television. I know, you know, it, it was a tough time there, but now my day is starting to fill, fill up again with having sports to watch throughout it. Right you are, right you are. Glad to have the uh, multiple disciplines of football uh, back, in our, uh, back in our lives. <laughs> uh, talking, about the, talking about the start of uh, Premier League soccer um, for this, uh, this season. Um, did, were you able to catch the first game of the season, the Arsenal first Fulham? Yeah, I saw Arsenal Fulham. Okay, well, I just thought I just thought it was very interesting how um, two players that we were uh, supposed to have been or could have had access to, one we were interested in, uh, actually did seem to play a, a integral part in their three nil win today, uh, with William having two assists and one two the defender, uh, Gabrielle. Yeah, um, Gabrielle in particular was, was a, a player I kind of fancied. Um, he's not world-class yet or anything like that. Uh, I think he has the potential to be. Um, whether Arteta will be able to, to get him there, uh, time will tell. Um, so congratulations yeah. to him getting a goal in his debut. That's something you don't necessarily see as a center back. And he was a player I did like, especially for the, the price tag that Arsenal got him for. But we just uh, didn't make a, make a deal happen. And uh, whether we were actually interested or not, uh, I don't know. I was interested personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, not going to dog on the well. player. What's that? I was as well. I was interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not going to dog up. Even if he didn't last yet, I thought he was way better than Lindelof. <laughs> That's fair. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to dog on the player because he went to, to Arsenal. Um, that was probably the best option from the other clubs he had on the table. Um, and he, uh, yeah. he ended up taking it. So um, congratulations to him. And uh, uh, got to give Arsenal a little bit of props because uh, they were – I think the one club that was will, willing to give William a three-year deal as a free agent, uh, we were not going to be doing that. Um, Chelsea didn't even want to do that. And he had, a, I thought, a really good uh, season for them last year. Um, but Arsenal took yeah. the chance. And one game in, it looks good. But uh, well, we'll see at the end yeah. of the year how that pans out. But uh, at least they're, they're doing some business down there in uh, North London. And, and uh, Manchester, we're not doing any. <laughs> and I, well, I think that's overall what I'm what I'm alluding to. Not that I think that William will be uh, worth his waiting goal for a three three year contract like he was wanting, but um, the urgency and the willingness of clubs that know that they needed to improve for this season, and from initially just on the offset, it seems like it's giving them 
your rewards and dividends where I just think our club have, have, have dropped the ball immensely. Um, and once again, I think, like you said, I think it comes back to us not having a director of football so we can focus and say, okay, this is what needs to happen and not just be so slow to the mark on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, everything gets dragged on no matter what we do, whether we're buying a player, whether we're, we're selling a player. Um, I think you've even said the one thing that Ed Woodward can do is come up with commercial deals. I just wonder, you know, we don't really pay much attention to those, but I wonder how long those take to, 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 for him to, to get done. So uh, maybe he's not even that great at that. And yeah, maybe, maybe some of this focus gets lost on that. I never really thought of that, but that's a good, that's a good thought. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Maybe he can't do anything. <laughs> well, another one of the first games that I found to be extremely interesting uh, from the start of the, of the season was a simple thriller between uh, Liverpool and Fulham. Um, I actually was quite happy to see, um, you know, the start of the season happen that way. Um, I think it's a good sign for Leeds. I do think that it's going to be one of those types of things where this is the way that they're going to desire play, and it's probably going to be tough for them for a long season. Uh, but... Uh, when you really think about it, I actually don't think that uh, Liverpool were, were worth the win today. Sometimes you have to have those kind of games. I really do feel that Leeds deserve the draw. And, and I think it shows a tell sign of what some clubs could potentially do to put Liverpool on the back foot. How do you feel about that from watching the game? I thought it was almost the same game as Liverpool played to start the year last year against Norwich. Um, that game, Liverpool also scored four goals. Uh, Norwich, Norwich scored one. Um, the Canaries could have scored three in that game. They had the chances to, and I think it was a precursor to both team seasons. Um, uh, Norwich ended up uh, getting relegated, and we saw that performance. We're like, well, they, if they just clean up the individual errors uh, and, and keep creating chances, the goals will go in and and uh, they'll stay up, uh -huh. and no problem. Well, they weren't able to. That was clear that from the start, yeah. they weren't able to clean up those errors, and uh, the goals yeah, uh, that was sad. Stayed, stayed dry. So, um, but yesterday, yeah. now maybe where it's different was Leeds was a little more clinical than Norwich was uh, in that game last year. Um, I also thought Liverpool looked complacent to me. Um, and I felt they've looked complacent mm -hmm. for a while. And yeah, that goes down to, again, lack of recruitment. Just because you are actually winning titles, you still need to add one or two players of the quality that are going to push some of the uh, maybe. Now, they, they don't – if you look at their starting 11, they don't really have an overall uh, weak spot. But you need to, as a manager, yeah. look in areas where you can uh, uh, kind of push the team to, to get better. And uh, now uh, Klopp's already whined and whinged about not having any any money to spend uh, like Chelsea can, <laughs> can and whatever. I, I don't care. But yeah, uh, they, yeah. look, they look complacent. And I, I thought Van Dyke's looked complacent for uh, – all of 2020, really, since the new year. So uh, he got burned. A he made a, a well, couple. Well, definitely probably since they won the league and how early they won the league. Yeah. I mean, but even before that, I mean, 
by December, okay. by December, we we knew they were going to win the league. But he's looked complacent. He looks like yeah, a yeah. player who's heard all the what everyone said about him and 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 doesn't think he can do any wrong. Well, he made a few pretty bad mistakes against against Leeds and uh, yeah. Uh, got punished the one time, um, but, uh, but they, they, looked, they looked all over the place at the back. There was no shape. Um, so uh, as far as your question about how, if that's going to be how teams play against Liverpool, um, I don't see it because it was the same thing, like I said, that Norwich did last year. So um, mm-hmm. I think teams are going to uh, approach it, how they're going to approach it. And it's going to be different each week for Liverpool. And uh, do I think how yeah. Leeds approached it is how teams should do it? Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see the likes of you know Newcastle or um, uh, West Brom or Villa mm-hmm. or I don't know. Yeah, West Ham doing it that way. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, it gave me a little warm feeling in my stomach because it was like if game if the next couple of teams would watch them because I think you actually have a little bit of a tricky start to the season. Liverpool do with some of the matches they have coming up. Mm-hmm. If if the teams were able to watch this and replicate uh, maybe some of those like long balls, getting in behind the the, the fullbacks, um, maybe Liverpool would have a, a little bit of a rougher start to the season. And that might add some extra pressure onto them. With extra pressure, sometimes you make mistakes just because of extra pressure. And it, it gives teams a chance to kind of keep, keep them honest throughout the rest of the season. That was just my feeling of it. So we'll have to see how the rest of the start of the season goes um, and, and how they, how they uh, turn around. Um, I think they have an interesting next match with Chelsea. But once again, we're not sure 100% what to expect from Chelsea yet with all the new signings. And they probably will have a little bit of a, a, a kind of a learning curve there to get their team looking all cylinders. But I, I thought that, that to be uh, extremely interesting. So going from there, you see so all of these teams that we should be fighting against uh, in a theoretical sense uh, for the title or for top four, uh, starting off strong or strong-ish. And then you see Man United with their first club, with their club friendly against Aston Villa. Oh, my goodness. Do, do I need to say something? Do you want to say anything? Uh, I don't really want to say much of anything at all, so I'll just let you keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to ask out of this one. <laughs> so I think long story short, and you, you may agree with me, you may not, I think that match just clearly shows that the lack of depth that we have and why all of the Man United fans were so eager for us to go out and be willing and aggressive at doing business to, uh, to supplement the good second half of the season that we had and the good push that we had. Um, the, the sadly to say the Lingards, the Matas, the you know, they're just the the the, the Dallos of our kind of second options is not going to work for the season. It's just not going to work. Uh, 
Matt has been a very good kind of, I feel like, you know, player for the club. Mm-hmm. But he's just a little too old and too slow now. Yeah, it just is was... what it is. Like, the game is now passing him by. Um, and if that's what we have as backups and, you know, our team's going to get burnt out because the, the starting 11, they're going to have to be in the game for almost all the game, every single game, or we're not going to give ourselves a chance if we can't depend upon people coming off the bench. Now, I will say uh, the, the one signing that we did have, uh, Donnie Van de Beek, he looked, he looked good. Uh, you add him with, with some more of our potent and, and uh, strike force when they come back from internationals. I think that would be a positive, positive thing there. But it was a little bit kind of, uh, you know, uh, horrible to see that we couldn't even, you know, get one or two goals. James, I don't know what we're going to do with him because he had three, four chances. They should have shot better. Like, is there anything you can do with him to boost the confidence, to get him and kind of, you know, we know he has pace for days, but if he's not going to be able to start to learn to be more clinical, it almost looks like a lost cause. There. Well, I, I don't, I, w- I don't want to write him off yet because he he did okay. play well for for Wales um, recently on international duty, and uh, most of his chances, uh, I want to say, well, probably most of them were down the right, and I don't think that's a position aside of the pitch that he's comfortable playing. I don't know if he grew up playing there much. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a right-footed player. And this uh, generation of players, uh, we, it's, it's, it's all about being inverted wingers. So he's more used to playing on the left-hand side. Um, he, he's, he's better over yeah. there. That's where he plays for Wales. Um, that's where he did most of uh, uh, his time at Swansea. So, uh, I mean, we just have mm-hmm. Rashford over there. We got Martial, who can play over there, although he's very much number nine now. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's just it's just difficult for him to actually get a, a run of games in his favorite spot. Um, I don't want to write him mm. off yet because he's yeah. still a young player and, and okay. he, he I can tell he's working hard. But um, yeah, he's got to he's got to start uh, uh, contributing more and and finding that final pass. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I I agree with you. I will say that much. He does seem like he has the right attitude in in regards to the desire to to work to improve. Mm-hmm. I just do also believe that right now that that confidence um, has been shot significantly uh, mm-hmm. from the confidence he started off when he started off his career with us. And he was feeling like, yes, I do deserve to be here. I do deserve to be at this club. You know, I can contribute to this club. Um, Sorry, I thought I thought maybe having two weeks with Giggsy might boost his confidence. It looked like it did with his performances, yeah, yeah. but but um, yeah, I mean maybe you get back into the old rhythm of things and you start thinking differently again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully hopefully yeah. it gets it turned around because I do think there's a player in there. Okay, well we'll continue to send in positive energy. I'm gonna get off the negative train of him and hopefully. You know, he'll be able to find his form sooner rather than later because we, because we could definitely use him as part of the, the you know, the second kind of, the second uh, wave, you know, coming off of the bench. 
and 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 maybe maybe all they need is to give people more of a chance to instead of making such late substitutions. Even if you're not really as confident with them, give them a little bit more time to grow into the game uh, to be able to actually do something in the game. You know, give them, give them the, the, the 70, 70 minutes. Give them the, you know, the, the 65 minutes uh, mark type thing. Uh, give them a chance to actually come in and not just five minutes left in the game, that kind of thing. That's fair. I agree with that. Not, not, mean, not everybody can be the super stuff like him. Some people yeah. need more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah he, he, he could wait until the 89th minute, come in and get, get, the, get the winning goal. But, yes, most players, most players need a, a good 20 minutes to, to try and make an impact. Try to make an impact. Uh, another player that, you know, hopefully through, the, through the, the, the rest of our season will come in and make an impact like he did last season, Greenwood. Um, wasn't wasn't available due to quarantining. Um, are, are you are you are you feeling any potential red flags uh, with hearing these you know kind of multiple issues of off off the field, uh, you know kind of minor minor things? Um, I, I don't have an issue with whatever I don't know vid, video or something came out from like a year ago at a party. I, I, where he may have done some white drugs. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I didn't look too much into that. I didn't really care. He was 17 at the time, he's 18 now. Um, that didn't necessarily raise any red flags. I think him breaking the COVID protocols and um, I am not keen on Gareth Southgate. I'm not gonna go on another rant against him again because I think I've ranted against him. At, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Held against him enough, but um, I would assume that Mason and the rest of the players would have been told um, clear outlines of what they can and can't do while they're on England duty, and especially when they're in other countries yeah. on, on playing matches. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is disappointing to me um, that he and uh, uh, yeah. Foden uh, disregarded that um, message. Uh, but other than that, I, I feel like Everything I've seen up to this point uh, with his attitude and um, how mm -hmm. I see him uh, interact with the, the coaches uh, during matches yeah. and um, in, in, in training videos, uh, I, I don't yeah. see a, a player that has a, a horrible head on his shoulder. I just see a young player that okay. is young and going to do some foolish things. Um, yes, he shouldn't have done yeah, what, yeah. what shouldn't have had what happened in Iceland, obviously, um, and that's that's not good. But uh, uh, I'm not worried right now about his uh, uh, about any red flags right now. His focus. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned about that right now. But uh, yeah. uh, it I will come in as well. Wanting... Sorry, go ahead. Maybe it's the media as well. You know, now they're trying to dig for stories. Because you know that they seem to be so happy when they can tear tear a player down, especially if it's a Man United player. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to create that that kind of extra drama for for our club. So so maybe it's that, and I'm just hoping that he does keep his keep his head good head on his shoulder and keep focused. Because you don't want a situation where a bad apple can start to spoil a good one. And when I say that, I'm talking about 
voting, you know. He doesn't need to be, you know, aligning himself with those types of characters at the national team level. I'm not I'm not going to – I know he's a city player. I'm not going to – because Foden's also a very young player too. I'm not going to say that he's uh, a bad apple uh, necessarily either Um, because I I hadn't heard much of him doing this stuff either. Not that I actively – look at Man City tabloid stories, but I haven't heard of this either. So I, yep. I just think it was two young kids who got together and hatched a terrible idea. Um, and uh, they, paid, <laughs> they, they paid the consequences and hopefully they both learn from it and can uh, move past it and yeah. move on with their careers. But in the meantime, both of them should stay away from reading tabloids because you're right now they're digging up every little, little detail about both of them. Every little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With that, with everything being said and done, as as you see the end of the transfer season approaching, um, is there anything that you think we should definitely uh, kind of actively try to finalize? I know we have. There's been a couple of names that have been thrown out there. There's constant information about whether Sancho's not going to come, will come, and 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 alternatives for him. So I think I think Tiago's the name that's been rumbling constantly. Have you ever heard anything specifically that you're either feeling good about or not good about in regards to him? And should the club continue down that potential path of, of being interested in him? Well, everything I, I read from journalists haven't really said that we've made contact with Bayern Munich over Tiago. However, um, I checked uh, – um, the betting odds on Tiago, and, and he's uh, far better than even odds to make a United move um, at this point, which doesn't, to me, doesn't make any mm-hmm. any sense. Uh, well, I like the player. Yeah, yeah. I think he would improve our squad, but given the lack of other um, advanced talks or Positions. talks in general, um, that that mm-hmm. that's not being reported at all. Um, there are rumors that we have agreed personal terms, but we've heard these rumors with all types of players in the past. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> interested to see, like, I, I just checked a little while ago, uh, my, my website that compares uh, odds on transfers. Uh, and he was uh, uh-huh. a four to nine on to go to United. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's yeah, that's like nailed on. Like he's going to, it's going to happen almost. So, I don't think, and I go to, you know, Twitter and I go to um, uh, various football uh, uh, websites and I see absolutely nothing about him going to United uh, Uh or anything concrete, anything real. So I don't know where these, how these odds got shortened so quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe something's about to happen in the next couple of days and it's just maybe a big thing. But uh, the thing with Van de Beek is I checked his odds uh, as soon as he was left out of there the first friendly that Ajax had and the, the manager said that, Oh, he's subject to transfer rumors and his odds didn't shorten. Like, like Tiago's had to. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, at yeah. That point. So um, it's kind of baffling. Um, Cause I do tend to follow uh, the betting trends. Cause that tends to tell me kind of where uh, stuff's going. Cause people putting big yeah. money down might have an inside source. So I don't, it's yeah. just one of the things I put in, but um, I don't. I still don't buy that we're gonna buy the fact that we're gonna buy Tiago. Yeah. No. I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, another another name that I've heard about 
and there's been le- way less rumblings in regards to him than Thiago, uh, was Jao Felix. Um, if we had to go in for an alternative or a player for Sancho, if Sancho, we weren't just able to finally um, reach a deal like people have been claiming we would. Is that even a player that you'd be interested in us uh, approaching? I don't, I don't, like, first of all, let me just say, I, I think he's a talented young player. Um, I, I like watching him. Having said that, Atletico Madrid just paid 126 million euros for him last summer, and we're struggling to pay 120 million yeah. euros for, for Jadon Sancho this summer. So well, I don't understand why we would bark down that, that alley. Now, if you're looking to go to Atletico Madrid for a Jadon Sancho alternative, there's the possibility of Thomas Lamar, who they signed two years uh-huh. ago for 70 million euros, I believe, or 60 or 70, somewhere in there. Um, and he and, and Felix was kind of the same way. They're struggling to maybe adapt to Simeone's more pragmatic yeah. tactics. Um, and uh-huh. Lamar is more of a winger. I think Jao Fe- Felix can play as a winger, but he would prefer to play through the middle. So, again, it's a move that I don't think would necessarily appeal to the player since we just signed Van de Beek on the back of signing Bruno in, the, in January. Um, so, mm-hmm. just ha- however I look at that, I don't see him as a, a viable alternative this summer to Jaden Sancho, but maybe Lamar, but it, I don't know. Yeah. He's not necessarily a player I, I, I fancy at this point um, either, but uh-huh. uh, that could potentially be an avenue we go down. But uh, I'm interested here because I have heard that now, we might now, be interested in uh, going in for Gareth Bale on loan from Real Madrid, Real Madrid subsidizing half of his wages. Okay. What would you make of that? Okay. Um, I was long kind of off the Bale train, but in that kind of regard, loan half his wages, I might do it because I'm starting to feel a little bit desperate. You know, sometimes you end up making desperate calls. And something to work out. So I feel a little desperate. Uh, I haven't got an invite to the, for the dance yet. Uh, let me uh, let me take this one. <laughs> Jeremy, will Jeremy, this. Jeremy, will you go to the dance with me? Oh, of course, <laughs> always. I, I I meant to ask you three weeks ago. I just it just slipped my mind. So. <laughs> it took this long, and Garrett Bell getting into the picture before you realize you may need to step up. <laughs> Um, one interesting thought I was thinking, though, was very similar to um, Ronaldo. With if, if we were thinking about Jao Felix, a way with which we overall know that he wants to end up being going through the center, like how Ronaldo is now. But Ronaldo started out honing his skills, getting better on the wing, and then being merged into more of a center attacking kind of player. Um, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of a young player, that could be a role that he he tries to go. Uh, maybe even Ronaldo would encourage him to to go that route of saying, "Okay, take on this responsibility, go with Man United, try to do a, do a route like what I did." Does that make any sense to try that as an option or no? No, not at all. I mean, he's going to okay. stay at Atletico Madrid this summer, um, and. Uh, he- probably be there for at least another couple of years for the amount that they paid for him. Um, he's a talented boy. 
yeah. Simeone should be, find a way to get the most out of him. And uh, yeah. uh, just financially, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm sorry. No it, just, it just doesn't because they just picked it given the price they just paid and the fact we're struggling to yeah. raise a slightly, slightly yeah, less. Yeah, over the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's a romantic. Well, you're you're said, a romantic. Sorry, you're a romantic. So it's a that's a romantic. I am a hopeless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I am a hopeless romantic. I want to think about all the great things that could happen. I'm far um, more cynical. So I'm looking at a 126 million euro price tag last summer, and seeing us not meeting a uh -huh. 120 million euro price tag for a separate player, and I'm not do the, the math doesn't make sense to me, and I'm cynical, and I don't see anything anything there at all <laughs> okay so thinking about romance do you think that uh we we, we lost out on a budding romance uh with uh, one player that we've let go out on loan um Chongi, and, and and this could have been a player that we could have been using throughout this upcoming season yeah um since he's made the move he, I can't, I can't remember if he scored four goals in, in five games between competitive and, and non-competitive fixtures, or if it's five goals in four games. Regardless, it's a good rate of return. Um, what di what disappoints yeah, me? Plus, I think he's had two assists as well. If I read from an article in those in, that, in those same span of games, he's had two assists. Whew. Well, there you go. Um, but what 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 bothers me and and I know like Ole has done a lot with bringing young players through. Um, looking at Greenwood and Williams, um, but he made, uh, he told the media preseason last year that both Gomez and Chong were going to get looks in the first team, and that's why he wasn't going to replace uh, Lukaku. And at the end of the day, Gomez got uh -huh. virtually no look, and Chongy got like what you were saying, like last five minutes of a game here. Uh, maybe he, I think he started yeah. a few Europa League matches, but he didn't really get. It's hard to give a, a young player maybe a, a whole run of games, but Greenwood didn't necessarily get a run of games either, but he got some consistent playing time. And with the other options uh -huh. we had that were struggling, especially by mid to late fall on into, into the winter, he could have been a, he should have been a player who got more of an opportunity like he had promised. And I'm not going to go bring up Taco uh -huh. Gomez anymore because that ship sailed. But um, with, with Chong, if you weren't going to play him, he should have gone on loan last year. You could have got him on yeah, loan yeah, yeah. at, a, at a, a club in a, a, a top European league. Um, and, and he should have had his loan move last year. Then this had that experience. Then this year, hopefully, provide us with uh -huh. uh, more experience and, and, and uh, a good option uh, down the right. Uh, I feel like we may have lost a year with him almost by sending him out on loan, uh, maybe a year too late. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do find that significantly disappointing and I agree with everything that you presented. I, I think that we might've lost out on having a player uh, that we could have had available to us to help us during this kind of continuous time with not a lot of transfers coming in that we might've just let slip out uh, for a season-long loan <laughs> and not not even bring in or have anybody else that's there that's making significant kind of waves like he is right now. 
Um, with that being said, hopefully he, he continues to have a great season and will come back with, with, with a wealth of, 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 of new first-team experience and be able to continue on with the club because I would hate for us to lose, lose a player like that out to, you know, to a German side in the long run past, past the, loan, the loan deal. Well, I think um, he, he, of course, just signed that new contract. I believe it was a three-year extension. And I think uh, one of the, oh, okay. the, the agreements, maybe more of a, a, a handshake agreement, was that, he, they, that we would allow him to go out on loan to get more playing time this year. Um, and uh, the, the fact is that Ole said that he was going to get more playing time last year. Maybe Ole said that to him when he before he was signing the contract, and uh, and Chong's like, well, you said that 12 months ago, and it didn't really happen. So why would I take your word for that now? Believe it this time around, yeah. Rumors. So um, uh, I'm glad he signed the new contract. Hopefully, he plays a lot uh, at Bremen and uh, uh, does really continues to play really well and comes back a, a stronger player because um, uh, we could potentially still need a, uh, that right winger come 12 months from now to fill the void. Yeah. And, and is that contract locked that he wouldn't be able to come back in the summer? Like, would we, would we have to – is there any way that the club yeah, might I have think, to do that? I think uh, it's is a, just a 12-month loan deal uh, with Bremen. Uh-huh. So, um, I, I believe uh, – I, I believe with – any loan deal, you can uh, kind of pay a, a small fee to the, the club and bring a player back. But uh, you rarely yeah. ever see that unless – I think Arsenal yeah, did it yeah. with uh, 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 Nketia. Uh, he was on loan for the first half of, of the year last year with Leeds, and then they uh, uh, brought him yeah. back. So um, you saw that with them. Uh, after Arteta took charge, I think he liked Nketiah, so he wanted to bring him back to the club and, and give him a proper run in the side. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't think you'll see that with Chong. I think he's going to stay there for the, the whole 12 months. Stay there for the thing. Yeah. Well, I will continue to romanticize about uh, the, the, the club finally getting some, 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 uh, some things sorted and done before the end of the transfer season and um and hopefully it'll be one or two players and not just one or none oh yeah not just yet yeah i'm hoping i think at the bare minimum we need to bring in two players um i think ideally we need i agree with you four but um at the bare minimum at this point we need to probably not gonna happen no no well i that's both, that's both of us feeling that way. But I think that's the, the curtains starting to close on the theater of football. Um, thank you so much, Mike, for your time. Uh, it was so, so great to just enjoying our, our talks about the club that we love so much. And uh, please, please do um, hit that like button. And, and, and for those of you that might be watching for the first time, please subscribe to our channel. And, um, and thank you once again, Mike. Yep, thanks, Jeremy. Okay, have a good day.